It's Staff of Ligma. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome into another episode of the house party protocol glow up. That's what we're calling it. I don't know why I came up with that. It's just what we're doing. But yeah, we're <laughs> here with more talk about some characters that got updated. I guess what what should we call this? The rebalance 2.0, the the updates 2.0, or just the rebalance. The mightiest rebalance. Yeah, the, I think the rebalance is good. I think the, the rebalance. Rebalance. Yeah. So with me today, everyone, is the one and only Dojo DC back for more. What's happening, my guy? Oh, yeah, same old, same old man. Just ready to nerd out on some, uh, you know, little tabletop uh, manager game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we are, uh, I was going to say, more or less right in our wheelhouse today with the characters that we're discussing. So for those of you that might not know Dojo DC, this this guy is my my brother in convocation love, if you will. Like wouldn't you say that 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 sounds oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big big wizard energy between us. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Big wizard energy. So today we are going to be talking about a couple of wizards and then a couple of other people that might help those wizards a little more now, depending on how you look at things. But either way, I'm excited to have this episode here. We've got four characters on the docket, and the very last secret code word for the giveaway is going out today, and that giveaway is going to be chosen tomorrow. So you you better get it ready. And, and get that to me by close of business tomorrow night because I'm recording another one of these glow-up episodes tomorrow night. This is Wednesday night, uh, October the 4th. So get those codes into me by then. And for anyone that's already sent one in, I've got it, marked you down, and I'm going to send out like a mass message thing uh, to everybody that sent those so you'll know that I've got you down. So have no fear there, but I uh, really appreciate all that. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, Dojo, who we got on the docket first? Oh, I think we're starting with Wong. That's right. Wong here, two threat. the best two threat in the game at me. Just just at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Wong is one of those characters that was just okay for a long time. I think he's still just okay. We're going to talk about what his change is here in a second. But he serves a really nice purpose, especially as it relates to the Wizards. He's a two-threat affiliated mm -hmm. character for Convocation and for Defenders, which can have a lot of utility, in my opinion. And I'd be lying if I said that Wong being alive or healing someone didn't save me a game or two. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the changes we got to Wong, there's only two. 
First mm-hmm. up, his physical defense goes from two to three, which as it should. Yeah, it it definitely should. He is he's a martial artist. Like yes, right. he's yeah two. He's a two threat. But Wong is no joke in the comics. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason for it. There was never any reason for him to have a two the uh, physical defense, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And then the additional thing is his servant to the Sorcerer Supreme got changed from Doctor Strange to Stephen Vincent Strange. So while within range three of an allied Stephen Vincent Strange, this character adds one die to its defense rolls. How do you feel about this change? Oh, love it. Oh, love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, also, I always had an issue with it because it's called Servant to the Sorcerer Supreme, <laughs> but did not work on Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. The, yeah. Uh, and uh, right. Yeah. And it's, um, this is the way it should. This is the way it should be. The uh, um, And it definitely beefs Wong up if you play him with strange which is a great call because a uh, uh, four 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 the uh um on wong feels really really good yeah and if you play him with the og strange that four 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 becomes six 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 right 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 <laughs> so you just go and you grab you know your extract with him you run him back or he just sits on a point heals people and doesn't get hurt because the uh, uh people can't get through his defenses yeah you know, and then he heals himself back up yeah it's pretty awesome and this is one of those things where it's like, I'm glad to see this change. I think this change, especially the Sorcerer Supreme one, like it, there was no reason that it was just Doctor Strange. Like no. it, there was no reason for that. So I really like this. I actually think that he really can play good with Strange now. Like I think that like previously, you know, you kind of had to choose. Like, do you want to play the OG or Supreme now? Like, I mean, for me, it was always Supreme. But mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, cool. Whichever one I put on the table, I can be a little more aggressive with Wong because that was always a problem I had was like, I have to really be choosy with where I place Wong and how yeah. I put him into scenario because while I've had my Wong tank many a Ghost Rider attack, like I don't remember when it was, but I played a game a long time ago and just Wong just kept eating the the ghost riders attacks and it was just like you know witness me and he's just standing there (laughs) you know blocking two or three every time all this stuff and um so you know those kind of things happen but more more often than not he's pretty squishy character so right yeah and so giving him this the uh a little bump uh to his physical and then you know even more if he's within three of strange the uh is uh definitely helpful for him to keep him alive and yeah. you're right i mean like he he is a utility character right you use him and every turn you hope to be healing somebody or gaining a power and handing it off to somebody right yep. yeah um he's not if he's ever attacking it's it's probably bad news for you the uh um so yeah. uh just having him be a little bit more defensive where he can stay on the board and can't be as focused by those bigger models it is is great for him and great for convocation honestly yeah, yeah, it really is. And and being able to heal is just so underrated of a great thing. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I think all in all, I don't want to get too stuck in the weeds here on Wong. Sure, yeah. But 
I think this is a small, subtle change that is actually really good. And while it doesn't all of a sudden make Wong bullseye levels of good in this game per se, I think that he's not a liability in the places where you want to play him. For sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yep. defenders and convocation and stuff. So of course. Yeah. 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 The, uh, um, yeah. 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 It, it's, it's definitely nice. The, uh, uh, now the, that you can't just throw something into him and one, one shot him is easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, man. So our next character on the docket here, switching gears just a little bit from a sorcerer to an assassin. And that is Electra. <sighs> Electra. And Dojo, I'll let you go over what her changes are. Start off the top here. Sure, yeah. So the um I believe that her uh throwing her ancient throwing blades uh changed up a bit. The uh right, the it mm -hmm. dropped the bleed from it. The uh, but she does now gain one power, which is a big thing for her. So she's now it turns it uh into a gainer and then dropped the bleed from it. Yeah. I mean, she needed this, man. Yes, she did. Yeah, she did. Like this was really bad. And then she did get one other change too. Did you pick up on that? Um, I did not. The, uh, is it out for blood down here? Nope. So that one's no, always no, been there. Normal. So Partial she normal, yeah. gained a physical defense. So she went from three up to four. Oh, geez. Yeah. I totally missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really great. I think that it gives her some choice as to whether or not to use martial prowess when she's targeted by a physical attack, which I think is really great. Mm -hmm. But it also allows her to be more on certain objectives, right? Like, so on Mutant Mad Men, Electra right. can play effectively. You know, you don't necessarily want to be using her power for that because she is only having a gainer with Ancient Throwing Blades. But right, yeah. The fact that it's now a gainer, if you do one damage, it still has the Wild Pierce, then Out for Blood happens... So if she damages somebody, she can gain a power. And extra power, right. It kind of makes her kit a little bit more consistent, I think. Not, I mean, it doesn't right. change. Like, the dice don't change, the pierce doesn't change. But being able to say, okay, cool, I have two power, I have access to Assassin's Step now, this is going right. to be interesting. Right, and and you said the word there, consistency, and that's the big thing, right, is that you can consistently gain power. She'll gain one in the power phase. Uh, she'll gain one when she does Ancient Throwing Blades, whether she does damage or not, because, you know, sometimes those five dice attacks just don't want to do anything. The, yeah. Uh, and, and, and But then, you know, if you do, okay, cool, you, you, you just got three power that round. If you can get hit, gain one more, then you're able to Assassin's Step or, mar or Martial Prowess. The martial prowess is a little weird for me now with the four physical defense because you're paying two to get one extra dice. I yeah. mean, I think in a, in a clutch situation, you might use it, right? The, where maybe the attacker is one stamina away from uh, dazing or KOing or two stamina away, right? You might right. use it to more so just to hope that you you get that that damage off, yeah. right? Um, I don't think I'm using it very often yeah, with uh, that. But I think now, especially on something like Mutant Madmen, the, uh, with the hand ninjas, send your hand ninjas up, 
grab something, come on back, let Electra sit back there on that the uh, um, uh, back B and, and, and throw the Ancient Blades, grab power, and if they decide they want to come to that back B, I bet you have five uh, power for that Impale. So yeah. you're basically just daring them, hey, come on. The, uh, and the four physical defense makes sense on her too, right? She's an assassin with no superpowers. Well, I guess <laughs> right. she kind of came back from the dead at some point, right? Yeah. The, uh, um, that's, that's her whole thing. That's, but yeah, yeah uh, but she basically has line. no superpowers. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> um, she's hitting people with size and kicks and punches. Uh, she trains with Daredevil. Yeah, the, uh, she should probably be as good as a ninja and should probably be a four physical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's not only the, the mutant madman. That's just the first thing that comes to mind. You know, scrolls right. is another one that mm-hmm. really can shine for this now. And it's one of those things where I don't necessarily think I want her having an extract early because I would rather her save her power. But as the game unfolds, you can make those decisions a little better and a little easier. And I think that with Ancient Throwing Blades still being range three, so you're mm-hmm. able to potentially throw, move, and and be okay. And... Like you said with martial prowess, it's definitely awkward against physical attacks, but against an energy or a mystic attack, martial prowess is definitely something that's really good. Only within range two, which is a little little frustrating, but I think I think I like her kit a lot more now. I saw I don't know if you did. Our friend Leland with the Aegis Brand Studios did a video recently with Electra, and uh, she looked like she was doing work in that game. Okay, nice. No, I didn't see that one. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah. yeah. I never hated her just as far as like the damage output she was able to do. You're, it was just that you were never able to get that impale off because she wanted so much power and she couldn't gain it. Yeah. yeah so um, I think, yeah, just, just that little switch right there, allowing her to probably get two or maybe three impales off during the game, hopefully. The, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's what I would be looking to do with her as well. Is just run her up there, the uh, have her try to really hit into, um, you know, one of their better characters characters or take out some some three threats the uh and and just know that i'm gonna take them out that activation yeah yeah and and that's another thing is like being able to just access her kit Mm -hmm. it's so critical i i like the idea of like assassin stepping all around the place of you know okay now i'm over here now i'm over here and and trying to basically get a what amounts to a range four place if you do it on a small base and you go to the other side of them, if you think about That's it. That's really so a good point. Yeah. If you if you ancient throwings blades and you're right at that range three of someone and then you assassin step, if you do damage to them, you place within one of that character. That's and you're again right at that range three when you start and and there and you go to the other side of that small base. If it's a big base, it's even bigger of a distance right, right, that right. you're traveling. And I feel like that that really plays some interesting objective play that she's now got access to because, like you just said, her power generation only ever getting one single power when she dealt damage with an attack was just Mm -hmm. flat out not enough. No, no. Um, yeah, and the assassin step is great. The uh, yeah, you get that damage. We we know how good that one range place off the three. a three range attack can be, I mean, now Rhino is obviously on a bigger base, but still, I mean, his movement's ridiculous. Then it would definitely help her get around the board and do more attacks, right? Cause if you can pop off 
two ancient throwing blades the uh, in and uh in a round you know you're gaining three power just that round the uh, maybe four right if you hit them with both the, yeah if you, uh, if you hit them yeah which means that you can definitely hit impale that next round right the, uh, exactly. or maybe the first ancient throwing blades get you enough power at that point to you know not only move but then also the uh hit your impale could be you know up to 10 dice there and really put some damage out from her that she was lacking as a four threat character right yes exactly yeah. exactly now yeah. big damage deal big damage deal exactly and 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 getting access to it is just it's so good and it impales great mm -hmm. like it's a great yeah. attack it's, oh. it's yeah. range one which is a little you know you don't love it but right but when you fire that thing off not being able to count crits the opponent not being able to count crits at all and then mm -hmm. also you get to advance medium when it's done just it's a right. great attack so if you do, you know, like daze a big character like a Malekith, right? Then you advance medium. So at least you're a little bit farther away from him and, they, uh, <laughs> and you don't feel as bad. They, uh, you, they can't counterattack you. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing. It just doesn't, it's not that it just doesn't add extra dice. It doesn't count them, right? Yeah, yes. It doesn't count crits, which is, it's just a huge thing when you're talking about if you do it right, a 10 dice attack, if, if you don't have your ninjas within two, it's still eight dice, which is just, I mean, it's, it's a big attack. The, uh, and, and like you said, being, uh, having access to it and, and consistently being able to get there. And I think the AMG, when they put her out, like there is that synergy, right? The, uh, yeah. with the assassin set, with the place within one of ancient, the uh, throwing blades and the impale being within one, right? So the mm -hmm. whole goal, I get it was, oh, hit it with ancient throwing blades and then place the, uh, and the, uh, um, uh, assassin step, right? The, yeah. Uh, um, so it's, uh, I get what they were doing, but it was just, it was just too difficult to use all that power, right? Cause then you're yeah. talking about seven power that she needs to hit the impale effectively from farther away right exactly and and it's basically the the way i read it originally was they were setting you up for when you wake up from being dazed you have a big turn and right while true it was like well i can't really do anything until then and i have to actively put this character in danger and and then i just might lose my character you know right so right yeah it never made any sense to me but and for a four threat model, that's not really the uh, the value you're looking for necessarily to get yeah. one great attack off with your four threat model, right? Right, right. And and like I said, like the the thing I mentioned about assassin step and then moving and the distance you can cover with that now, I think that that is really the exciting part about this to me. Like getting impale is going to be fun. It's it's going to be awesome when you get to make that happen, especially when you get your hand ninjas right there and it's ten dice. It's just that's going to be awesome. But what's more exciting to me is the mobility that she now has access to. Like, she's always had Assassin's Step, but it's like, you know, you get your one in the power phase, you throw those ancient throwing blades, and you just hope you deal you deal a damage to get that extra one. But now it's like, I've, I'm going to have access to my kit. And, and that's just, I keep coming back to that because right. it's just about that access. And I think oh, that I we're here now. Now... Dojo, we bring up Electra specifically with Wong and our other wizard friend that we're going to be bringing up here in a minute as it relates to Convocation, because I always heard 
you know, hey, you should try electric convocation. You should try electric convocation. Mm-hmm. It is well documented, I think, at least to people that have listened to this podcast for a while, that I never liked it, and I actually ran Shadowlands Daredevil with my convocation mm-hmm. a lot. And I liked it. I didn't love it. And the reason why I did that is because the hand ninjas, for those of you that maybe haven't played against Shadowlands or seen Electra on the table and don't really know what the synergy is, why you would run these characters with Convocation, it's this. So the hand ninjas have an action ability where you can move one asset or civilian token being held by this character to another allied character within range three. The allied character is now holding that token. A character cannot hold more tokens than allowed by the crisis due to this superpower. Then this character is KO'd. So ninja vanish, pass off an objective token, and then the hand ninjas are KO'd. So Dojo, why is that relevant to Convocation? Well, because uh, anytime a character is KO'd under Convocation, if you're playing, which you should be, Ironbound Books, every time somebody's KO'd, you can bring that back from being played. Yeah, so uh, that's a huge um, tactic with Convocation, is being able to get Ironbound Books off as many times as possible, as many rounds as possible. Yes, and the Ironbound Books lets you count physical attacks as Mystic. You literally change the attack type from physical mm-hmm. to mystic and obviously wizards have a higher mystic defense so right. the ninjas basically were kind of if they had an extract which was always my issue is like great i can run up and grab an extract early with them but i don't want to pass it off on turn one i want to pass right. it off on turn two exactly and then it becomes a game of can I get another extract on them at some point? And that was always like, probably not. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it's it's real tough to get that on them again because um, it, usually all the extracts are picked up and uh, you're, you weren't able to, uh, if you were going to date somebody, that person was going to pick them up, right? And the ninjas just aren't likely to daze somebody unless they're very low on stamina already, right? Right. Yeah, they're they're fine. It's not just that, too. It's because they come in with an activated token. So you can't do anything with them once they hit the table. And a savvy opponent, at least in my experience, is like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just never going to attack them again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they're not going to add anything to the game. Their attacks are negligible. The, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's why I, I say all this to say of like why I kind of abandoned that strategy just in general. And it's one of those things where Electra now she was always the one people were like, "Well, I know you're doing Daredevil, but try Electra." And it's like that doesn't make sense to me because the the difference being she has the Mystic Ancient Throwing Blade attack, like. That's the biggest right. difference. But Daredevil was tankier. He mm-hmm. he could have that stealth. He could out of activation movement with his uh, baton, snare, or whatever it's called. And, and he could do more and, again, just be generally tankier and, and all of that stuff. And then when he flipped, he got a better mystic 
situation. You got the better missing attack, right? right. Yeah, the, and better missing defense, right? Right. The, the, right. So, so that's yeah. why I ran with him, but I kind of abandoned that strategy. And I'm, I tell all of that story to now ask <laughs> you the question, Dojo. Do you think that Electra's time to shine in Convocation is finally here with these slight changes that she's had? Oh, uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> um, just, and it's more because she's a four threat than anything else. Um, that is a spot that Convocation, uh, in my experience, fills with an affiliated character. Yeah. Um, just because you don't have, you don't have that many, you've got three, three threats, one, two threat, and two, four threats. And, and two, two, five, five threats. threats. Then two five threats, right? And that's the big thing is that the uh, and so um, and the three three threats you might take two of them and then the five threat and then be able to fill that four spot. But I'm not sure she's the one you do it with. Uh, uh, honestly, I still think I'd probably rather have Daredevil. Um, it's not that she's I, she definitely got better. I think that she probably has her place somewhere. Um, I think in a um, uh. I've wanted to play around with a Crim Sim uh, Sin roster, the uh, yeah. with uh, Shadowlands Daredevil, the uh, where then you are able to choose who's getting the hand ninjas out, which um, uh, is a fun little uh, play. The uh, uh, I don't know if that's actually any good, but the I've, I've wanted to try that out. I just don't see her giving you that much other than the stealth in Convocation. Um, yeah. And maybe a little bit of physical defense, which is nice to throw in there sometimes. But I honestly just don't see her um, helping out. The Ancient Throwing Blades is nice when you hit Plane of Poldock, which gives you re-rolls on any Mystic attacks. Yep. But that's that's about the only thing I, I feel she she adds to it at this point. And, I, I, and I've heard the same thing about her. Oh, try her in Convocation. I, I tried her. Nah, I, I just wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. And I think that now it's more interesting. Like, if I was going to go back and try that strategy, like, I might just throw her in a casual game day roster for a convocation just yeah. to see and kind of just, just get it on the table. But I already know the pattern with which I, I would try to do things. And that was kind of one of the reasons why I quit playing convocation as regularly as I did. Don't get me wrong. I will go back to them. They, the wizards are, are my jam. Oh, yeah. But the reason why I kind of had to move away from them is because I felt like I got stuck with a predetermined pattern of play that it's when I was trying to do the hand ninjas gig, like, okay, it's cute. And it, it gives me three turns basically so turn one turn two and turn three because i can pop the books up on turn two and then pop the ninjas and then get the books back for turn three so it gives me three turns of trying to gain an advantage and then i just have to hold on but mm -hmm. i'd always was like i never really was able to hold on a lot of the time it was more like it put me in a bind of trying to make that work as opposed to just playing the game so, yeah, all of that to say, I think Electra is interesting if you're going for a more killy strategy because mm -hmm. you can rely more on the Moons of Munapur side of the leadership where when Why you're attacking with the reroll, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, but again, it's, it's still limiting. It's still character without an activated token that you get to do that reroll. 
Right. So and maybe if you're building a defenders convocation hybrid list, the, uh, yeah. she, she makes the cut because yeah. she's affiliated in defenders. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm not sure if she, she uh, is going to make my normal convo list, just her being a four threat and all that. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Like, so, but I do like these changes, and I think the the criminal syndicate, like being able to say, okay, cool, I've got Shadowlands over here, I've got Electra over here, and we're gonna ping pong who's bringing them in, the ninjas that is. I think that's kind of cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. I don't know if it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know that's the thing. We we like to play a little cute but good, or cute but not good. You know that is the question. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of questions, Dojo, we're. I've got to go ahead and say, uh, I don't know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, but uh, Suits, make sure to check out our giveaway. And I think our our code word, because we've mentioned it a couple of times at this point, it's got to be uh, cute, not good. Cute, not good. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, hey, I, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that's like me. I'm cute, but I'm not good. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> for those of you that have met me in real life, I know you can attest. It's true. You know, it's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, make sure to send us that code word again. You've got literally until about 9 p.m. tomorrow night, which is a 10 4 Wednesday. So you got about till 9 p.m. to get that code in because that's when I'm hitting record on another episode. And that's when we're going to be announcing the giveaway. And uh, I'm really excited. We've gotten a ton of entries for this giveaway so far. So I'm really excited for that. Make sure to. Check out House Party Protocol on Facebook for the pinned post is the giveaway post. And then also, if you're interested, you can check out Patreon, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month or let me do some quick math. 12 bucks a year, you can come and hang out in the best Discord community on the internet. I love it so much. It is it is wonderful. I've, I've recently been just really busy, so I haven't been able to chit chat as much as I normally would like to in there. However, I've been just kind of watching and sitting back and seeing where the conversations flown. I almost said where the convocations flown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Yes, exactly. And look, it's been a great, it's just such a great community. I love it so much. So, so I got to say thank you to the people that are already supporting me over there on Patreon. If you want to be a part of the best community for not only Marvel Crisis Protocol, but just community in general. Just just come and hang out. It's wonderful. And, uh, and yeah, you can send us messages with those code words. Facebook is a great way. You can DM me on the Discord. I'm at HPP underscore Will on most of the major Discords out there. And then uh, you can also send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. So, Dojo... I gotta ask you, do do we do the dude or do we do the lady? Oh, uh, let, let's hit the lady and finish with the dude. Finish with the dude. I don't think we can say let's yeah. hit the lady. I don't, I don't think we can say that. <laughs> you know what? The uh, um, uh, When I was a teenager in martial arts, they, I had plenty of ladies beat the brakes off of me, okay? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're allowed to beat the brakes off you. Uh, that's true. Yeah. 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 So so let's let's cover the lady. I don't think we can say that either. Oh, no. God, yeah, I'm not sure. This is a PG show, right? Yeah. Let's go over Jean Grey. Uh, yeah, that's that's a little better. I still don't love it. Still don't love it. But Jean Grey is the next topic for discussion. Sure. Yes. So, Dojo, there has been a lot of changes on Jean Grey, and 
I say a lot. It's really only three. Yeah, yeah. But they're pretty significant changes. But the, yeah, yeah, I say so, yeah. Yeah, so I don't want to go over her whole card, but sure. I do want to say her top stat line is still three, four, five. She is mm -hmm. six stamina, five threat, and she goes up to seven stamina on her injured side. I talk about those things because I think that she uh, she's pretty hardy girl. Oh yeah, here. But I'll let you go over her attack change, and then I'll talk sure. about the other one. Sure, definitely. The uh, uh, so on her builder psionic bolt, um, it is uh, still a four five. You still gain power to damage dealt. Um, and there is still the sap power. They have also added a pierce, which occurs when you roll a skull, the, uh, which has changed one of the defending characters' dice to a blank. So uh, making it a bit more consistent the, uh, for gaining power, a bit more damage getting through the end, rewarding you for something that's normally bad, right? Yeah. 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 The, uh, um, yeah, and then there was a change on her spender, telekinetic force, uh, went from, it's uh, basically the same exact thing, three range, nine damage, same triggers with the throw before damage is dealt, and the explosive on a wild, uh, but the cost has gone from six to five. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how do you feel about these two changes? Let's start with telekinetic force. Sure. Yeah, definitely. The uh, uh, telekinetic force. I mean, like anytime you're making something cheaper, it's it's better. The uh, you know, I mean, it just yep. makes it that you get to use it more, right? The yep. which is, and, and I get that some of these characters they don't want you to use them that often, especially when they're making these things cost five, six, seven power to you know mark off the uh but I, I i think it's great for her because um and i'm sure we'll continue to talk about convocation here but that that throw is great man i mean yes. you know the uh, it's only short but it's a size four right and it's before damage um so you know throwing a big character away short who's at range three um you know can stop them from doing other things um in that next round or as a reaction right yeah right. and then also maybe throwing them into somebody getting the explosive getting the extra damage off i mean it's just uh it's it's a nice change for her yeah yeah i completely agree i think that giving her again i think the theme is access right now mm -hmm. giving her access to telekinetic force where previously she just did not have any access whatsoever to yeah. getting to that attack. Not only was Psionic Bolt very unreliable in my experience, like, you know, it's so funny when I see a five dice mystic attack with sap power, who do you think of? Oh, you think of Dr. Voodoo. Right. And everybody's like, oh man, Dr. Voodoo, he just yeets power everywhere. But it's like, I mean, yeah, but he also gets the power from the skull. So from the skull. That's yeah. really where his power comes from. Not so that much That is one hundred percent where his power comes from. Especially, I've said it on the pod before. I don't roll wilds well for some reason. So yeah. the, uh, that's definitely where he gets his power. So I think that when we talk about her other change here, which I'll go ahead and mention, her latent psychic potential used to give right. her one additional power during the power phase. It now gives her two. So, for those of you doing the math at home, that's three power during the power phase. There is only Huge. one other five threat in the game that gets that much power during the power phase, and that's Strange Sorcerer Supreme. Mm -hmm. 
this is awesome. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and since we're we're on the combo talk, yeah, I I think she is a great splash in combo, right? Yeah. Um, especially with this because. I think I'm probably still bringing strange, but I usually run two five threats or a five and a six in my convocation. I just think it works really well for them. They can still usually run uh, relatively, you know, four or five wide. And um, so I think her as a five threat splash with Sorcerer Supreme, you're talking about starting the pow the round off round one with two characters with three powers. So just lots of options the uh, on the table for yeah. you. Yeah, it's, yeah, and and that's the thing. If you think about like, okay, cool, Strange Supreme, Jean Grey, throw in Mordo, you're looking at twelve threat, but that mm -hmm. Mordo can then generate his own power as well. And granted, oh. it doesn't necessarily lead to one for one success to have more power starting round two than your opponent all the time. However, being in that position and saying I've got this bank of power that I can now do things with is very huge. Right. When and, you have access to, to those things you want to do. And exactly. And if Jean on turn one moves up and goes and interacts with an objective, she'll mm. still have two power left over, not to mention her superpowers. We'll talk about her superpowers in a second. Mm -hmm. But she has two power left over. She's starting the next round with access. So round two with access to telekinetic force. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome well and that's assuming that you aren't moving up and then you happen to be within range four of somebody right the uh, right. move up once the uh, you know roll the uh, get you know spend one of your power then hit a psionic bolt into somebody who went to the midline to grab something right the, uh, yeah and and it, and then you're gaining even more power so the, you're able to the, uh, do some of her other her tricks exactly exactly so uh, the next question I want to ask you, Dojo, is how do you feel about this Skull Pierce? Um, I think uh, we talked about this on uh, Crossbones Merciless Merc as well. I, I don't hate it. The, uh, um, uh, I like them changing some of the triggers on these things, and I appreciate being rewarded for rolling poorly. Yeah, uh, because I do it a lot. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate them saying, hey, here's this little thing that's going to make it feel better. The, yeah. uh, because I roll lots of skulls, I feel like. The, uh, um, so I, 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 I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's one of those things where I don't, I, it's weird. It's weird to see Skull Pierce. And on Crossbones, I get it because he's affiliated Cabal. And right. the new Red Skull has his the new leadership of, hey, change the skull to a crit and do the thing, right? So, mm -hmm. like, I get it more there. Here, I just feel like it's like you said. It's more of a, hey, you didn't roll so good, but you know what? You might get one more through. Right. And, yeah. And I, I like that. It's just, it's just odd because up until the new corset and now this, the Pierce trigger, I think, has only ever been a wild. Mm -hmm. So I like seeing them change these things up, but I also don't want it to be like, we're just going to change it for change sake. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I see so, what you're saying. The, uh, um, uh, I just, I don't know. The, uh, maybe they were just trying to make it so that 
you're not doubling up on the wild right, right with that sap right. they didn't want to make it a i guess they could have made it a crit instead they were even a block right the uh, yeah uh you know uh but uh i guess it was just kind of their choice to to let her use that one skull the uh, for something yeah something nifty and and it's okay it's fine like i think it's fine i want to be be clear about the fact that i think it's fine i think it's probably pretty cute <laughs> right but, right right but it's it's just it's just odd and and i do like that it's like okay cool i had four successes four hits and then a skull and it's like okay cool well i'm gonna take away one of your blocks now and you know yay yay more damage more power for gene so right what does gene do with all this power because she's one of these characters i feel like dojo that was rarely played rarely played for me anyways like i tried her out when she mm -hmm. first came out and her and, and cassandra both and just was like nah not for me mm -hmm. um but she does have a size four terrain throw that's right. range three and throws medium so yep. just like cable's throw she's on a smaller base but it's a great throw for three power which she has access to on turn one mm -hmm. now here's the one that I think is the most interesting that she has access to on turn one, and that's matter transmutation. So if you Huge. don't move up and interact with an objective, she has three power to start the turn. This superpower costs her three. Choose another character with an activated token within range two and push it short. A character mm -hmm. can be moved by the superpower only once per turn. Did you notice... What I said there, Dojo? Uh, that it's another character? Yes. And no other qualifiers? Yes. Yeah, huge. Huge. So, you can save Jean for your last activation, double move her, and steal a point very easily. Or, yep. if you're going to have priority, double move her and push someone into your zone of control, if you will where they're going to get deleted right off the rip next turn. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or, I mean, use it, use it like a fallback or an escort, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I am in, in my convocation list specifically, I have scrolls, which, uh, uh, for, if I run somebody up there and they get pushed forward and they're well within the, the front line of my opponent, the, uh, I, I have fallback in my, roster for a reason but a, a double fall that back with the places from getting hit uh could definitely save that person from getting nuked round one or round two right exactly the, uh, um so you can use it to save your uh people you can use it to um uh to push your enemies off points i mean it's 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 a bow right the, it's just not an advance it's a, it's a push the uh, right. and you can use it on your own characters as well the, which yeah. is wonderful and it's range two so you've definitely got to get close but i just sure yeah, I think that's a it's a very 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 good superpower that even though she's had the sap and had the mystic attack range four five dice like you can see from her attack suite being range three and four is where she wants to live and matter transmutation mm -hmm. not having access to it easily was always an issue but now a mm -hmm. double move and then matter transmutation feels like a solid turn whereas before it didn't feel like it was particularly valuable. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, uh, it, it's great. The, I played somebody now he was playing X-Men, but he used it the other day. And again, I never seen Gene. That was literally the first time in playing this game uh, almost three years now the, uh, that I had seen um, Jean. Uh, and so uh, I didn't know I didn't know what her kit was before necessarily. The, uh, so seeing that matter transmutation work a, a few times just in really clutch activations where he pulled people away from me, his own characters, where he moved me off point, just like we're talking about. It was, uh, I mean, it, it's great. And like you said, she has access to it every round if she wants. Yep, yep, I love it. I think it's great. I think Jean is going to see a lot more table time in, in mm -hmm. not only X-Men, but I think Convocation is definitely a spot for her now. And, and yeah. with that leadership, like we talked about, with being able to get a re-roll against someone that hasn't activated, or if you're on Circle of the Cosmos, which you should always be on Circle of the Cosmos, being able <laughs> to place out of danger and stuff, like I, I really love that. Yeah, yeah, placing her out of danger for sure, especially. But then she works as a splash incredibly well with Ironbound books, right? Yes. Yeah, because she's getting five missing defense at that point. Um, and that makes her a lot hardier. And she's not, I mean, she's, like you said at the very beginning, she's, she's a hardy lady. The uh, She's got 13 total stamina. And the more you can get that uh, that missing defense up there is 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 great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she also comes with Shield Mind, which is a great additional superpower when you don't want to be moved. Right, exactly. you're going up against Thanos, Mind Space. The uh, yeah, you're just like, okay, I'm gonna get power on her, and she's gonna be able to you know at least reduce some of the stuff he's able to do. Yep, exactly, exactly. And um, it's also interesting because I feel like with what her kit is. There's an argument to say, okay, cool, I'm going to play OG Strange now in my convocation and have maximum control. Yeah, God. Right? Like, with, and, and granted, it's, it's interesting I say it that way because I do feel like Strange Supreme is just his control is, with being able to do any character, place them within yeah, range three. Scalpel, it's just, right. It's, it's amazing. It just is expensive. Yeah. Whereas, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. OG Strange, you can also be at range four and push people around. And just, right. And then you're also throwing defense dice. Like, if if you don't feel like you're going to reliably be able to get books back, being able to throw out defense dice to people like Jean when she's getting attacked by a physical attack or whomever, I think, I think, I never really felt comfortable playing OG Strange in Convocation. I know he was fine. I know I've talked to many people that are fine with it, and that's great. I, it never really worked for me, but that sure. was that's just me. But I do think that being able to say I don't feel like I have to take Strange Supreme as much now is an interesting thing. I agree. I agree. The uh, um, and comparing her to OG Strange, she is beefier. The uh, uh, you know yeah. she doesn't have the extra defense um, uh, capabilities that he does, but if you play them together, the uh, she benefits from it and his heal. Um, but I mean, he's three four four with six six, and she's three four five with six seven. So mm -hmm. I mean, even if you chose not to do OG, just splash her instead of OG Strange. There, I know she's not affiliated, but um, uh, she she gives you some things that convocation really really looks for mm -hmm. not just the mystic attack and mystic defense but a little bit of beef which they don't have a lot of yeah and then a, a the terrain throw which they don't have at all now yep. in affiliation yep 
Yeah, the uh, so yeah, the uh, um, which is and yeah, it's a size four, so she's able to throw everything. Um, yeah, I think I think she's great. The uh, um, in I, I played her uh, against her in X Men. She was really good. I think she's going to be a great splash in convocation as well. Uh, as there's a lot of great five threats that you can splash in convocation, but I think she's definitely making my list of somebody I'm going to try out. Yeah, uh, for me right now, if I'm splashing a five threat, it's a toss up between her and Cable, personally. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because he's just dope right now. Like I just, I really like, I really like what he brings to convocation specifically. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have as high a mystic defense. But like being able to throw those incinerates out, being able to re-roll dice and throw out a telekinetic shield is just, it is, it is primo, awesome, mix, great sauce. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a great splash with them. Yeah. And so anyways, I do want to highlight another thing that Gene brings to a team, and that is mental domination tactics card. Mm-hmm. This is a card that was always really good, but Gene really never felt like she could access this like it's three power it's three power which doesn't seem like a lot but when all the other stuff she had on her card this was always one of those things where it's like it never really worked for me but now this card it is an attack card it is a range two strength two attack however we got a little bonus stuff here so mental Mm -hmm. domination this is the part of it that i like so much choose an enemy character within range three of this character advance the chosen character short then the character that played this card makes the attack above and that's it right there advancing the chosen character short right and then you measure range and line of sight from the character that you moved not from gene in this case and then you add dice equal to the physical defense and then it says additionally at the very bottom you may re-roll any number of opposing defense dice in the defense roll Right. So it's a lot of text to basically say you get to move someone short and then make a most of the time five dice. It's going to be five or six dice attack. And then whatever the defense roll is, you can be like, nah, reroll that. Right. Yeah. That's that's a really good. This is a really good card. That's, that's, that's a super strong attack. Yeah. The uh, um, and I think three power is worth it, right? Because you're yeah. moving somebody um, probably off of point, probably outside of their attack range, right? You are then attacking one of their allies, which the uh, you know, with somewhere between probably a five and six dice attack, physical attack that yep. they have to you know, try to roll defensive dice twice the uh, uh, and, and successfully defend twice, basically, right? Which yeah. we know that the defender's dice are not quite as good as the attacker's dice. Um, so, I mean, that that can be a, a big swing. Yeah, that can yeah. be, for sure. And yeah. what this card allows you to do is, functionally, you can get three attacks off with Gene in one turn. And if mm-hmm. you get lucky on the power generation during her basic psionic blast attack you can then get a throw off of it as well. And I think it really turns her into a bit of a powerhouse for one solid turn. Yeah, I think that having that allows her to hit 
yeah, be super successful that one turn. I think that she's going to be really good a lot of the time. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, I think, but yeah, I think having a nice solid turn where she's able to do basically everything you can want VP wise, right? The uh, move somebody, attack a character with a good attack, the uh, and still control a point that you're probably already standing on. Yeah, I think I think that's a great play. Now, the uh, this one doesn't take an action. You were saying? Uh, it it's. I think it might. Maybe I don't know. Shoot, I should think about that. Shouldn't I? yeah. I think it so, does. The, yeah, it does uh, because yeah. The uh, yeah. um because it just says the card makes the above attack. So, so the, scratch uh, that, um, reverse it, like they say in uh, Willy Wonka. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it uh, it does take an action. It's not um, well, does it? I don't know. I know that some of these take an action, some of them don't. Right. And and I don't. I'm not always up on the wording of when they do and when they don't. <laughs> If I'm somebody get asked in the in the, in the discord, yeah. let hang us know on. what we're doing. Let's wrong. take hey, it hey, hey. to the discord real quick while we're continuing to chat. But anyways, either way, whether you get to attack three times or not, I I love. I just like this card because we've talked about accessing the kit, right? She starts with three power now, and so again, turn one. It is a very good option that you can move and do mental domination to somebody. Oh yeah, I don't hate that at all. No, not at all, man. The uh, um, and I think that um, that's a great way. I mean, because she's gonna get three power again, which she's going to have whatever power she wants generally, which is wonderful. Uh -huh. The uh, um, and and if you do that round one, and you're able to move somebody off of a point and punch another person and really put some damage on, you know, have them pick on a a three threat character with three defense and no um and no special defensive dice, the defensive tech. And, and yeah, that you know that you'll do some damage and you'll have an easy target for her to maybe ping to range four or five dice mixing attacks into next round, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I just, I, I'm, I'm really here for it. I, I think Gene brings a lot of really cool things to the table. And tactics card slots are, are hard to come by these days, but this is one where if I'm playing Gene, I'm putting this card in my list now because of her access to it right 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 because she can yeah hit it yeah basically whenever she wants exactly uh, we're being told that mental domination is not an action i i yeah. thought not I, okay got you i honestly is it because of the 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 wording then the character that played the card makes the above attack so i'm not sure what wording makes it not an action, if I'm being honest. And for the record, it's Merzane saying that it is not an action, and he he is pretty up on the rules. I can, uh, we can get some more clarification later. I'm sure it's actually in the rules form somewhere. But, I'm sure, yeah. But either way, this is one where I think it's because the character is the character making the attack is actually the character that was advanced and not. Even though it says the character that played this card makes the attack shown above, I think it is the fact that the attack is is from that other character, which is what makes it not an action, I think. But I don't know. I don't know why it's not an action. Again, <laughs> someone on the rules forum can correct me if I'm wrong. I will happily be wrong. I think what it is is the word may. I think if they are included, like I just looked up at Helios, uh, and it says that during Tony Stark's activation, 
the they may play you know pay the power and Tony Stark may use Helios where mental domination specifically says they move them sure and then they make the attack right the uh, um so it doesn't have that that option and so because it is uh you're forced to do it the uh from the card i think that's why it is not an action yeah i'm not sure i know helios is an action i know that for sure right exactly because it's that may play right the uh because he has the option to do it or not so maybe for some reason he pays the power and chooses not to but the uh um yeah i think that's the wording that you're looking for on mm-hmm. that Hmm. yeah I'm, I I don't know. All I know is it's wonderful. I'm super doing it and 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 I'm here for it. <laughs> domination. Mental domination with Gene Gray. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yes. Anyways, now let's talk about something that is near and dear to my heart and probably your heart too. Oh, yeah. And that is Dr. Voodoo. Oh. Yeah. It did our boy wrong. <laughs> All right, so I've got a sound bite that I, I want to play here. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> Look how they massacred my boy. This, this is how God I feel. God, right. Yeah, so I'm gonna, if I can I find that way, clip, man. I'm going to put that clip in here. If I can't, just imagine it. Just use your brain and imagine it. It's like, what have they done to my boy? Uh, yes, so Dr. Voodoo was, I think we need to talk about what he was before we can talk about what he is now. So Dr. Voodoo was a powerhouse for threat for a lot of reasons. One, his power generation was good. I always felt like it was fine, not over the curve, but it it was it was probably better than I gave it credit for, especially in certain affiliations, but it was really good. So he had the saps, the wild sap, and then anytime he rolled dice, if he rolled at least one skull, he would gain a power. So if you attacked with him, you were likely to not only gain power from damage dealt, maybe gain a power from a sap, but also gain one from a skull. And it was pretty reliable that you were going to gain that power from him. So that's one thing. All right. Second thing is his objective play was arguably unrivaled in that uh yeah. He could just turn off an entire character from playing the objective, which I always thought was fine because again, this is and look, my rose colored glasses or, you know, wizard colored <laughs> glasses might be what they are. But I always thought it was fine because then it's like, okay, well, this character can't deal with objectives now. Now they just have to play the game differently. And it forces the opponent to look at what they had planned for that character in a different light. That's that's the way my head like always went with why things were okay. With that said, it was too strong. <laughs> yes. It was yes. too good. Uh, I was I was waiting for it. Well, I was like, come on, you and I both know. Yes. <laughs> the, he was broken before. It was and too I loved good. Him. I loved him. The, uh, yeah. Um, uh, but he definitely needed some changes because he was 
too strong for a fourth right he was too powerful like the the control aspect was just too much it was right and then you layer into that that he had a character throw it was only size two characters up to size three terrain but he had a throw that he could again displace characters so it really created a a strong total kit of character that especially and again i think we have to look back in context of this character was really a terror before the crisis changes. So he was still good after the crisis changes, but he was an exceptional terror pre-crisis change when you put him yeah. and a black cat in an Avengers team together. You you just better hope that you have hot dice or else Voodoo and Black Cat are going to run away with your stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. So yeah. so they changed him quite significantly here, yeah. in, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I get that, you know, people people want to punish the thing that was super good for a long time. I understand that. But before we talk about what these changes are, I'm going to tell you all what my opinion is. Because it is, I, my opinion comes from a place of, like I said, they massacred my boy. Look. He was too good. He needed to change. He he really was. I can comfortably say that, even though it hurts my soul a little bit, because again, he was awesome. But they I think they went too far. And I I think that when we go through this card and we're gonna be there's a lot to talk about here, so just bear with us. I think it it is, you know, paying for the sins of past things yes yes so dojo let's start at the top and work yeah. our way down so you hit him sure. with the spirit venom and how that sure. changed yeah so um uh spirit venom uh line is still the same as far as range three five dice still gaining power for damage dealt you also still have the wild sap power before damage is dealt um however there is now a double hit trigger for spiritual strength after the attack is resolved if the character is size two or less throw it short nice nice so this is where they have now put his throw. A double hit mm-hmm. trigger on five dice doesn't sound difficult to hit, but I think mm-hmm. it's probably probably like a 40% thing. Like, let me see if I can find the dice calculator here. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things where... Right. The, I mean, you're not going to be hitting it. You can't rely on it, number one. Exactly. The, the other thing is if we just compare it to what he was doing before, it's just not as good, the, right? The, uh, yeah. His throw before was character size two, but also was terrain size three, right? The, right. Uh, um, so they've taken his throw away, put it here, but also that means they've taken the aspect of the terrain Right. Yeah, right. Right. Um and I'm I'm looking at it. it's forty-three percent that you're gonna hit this. So okay. you know, you can expect to hit it sometimes, but in my experience, it's one of those things where when you look at where he's affiliated, like Avengers, and you look at the new Captain America Avengers leadership, that's where this is gonna really come into play is oh, I rolled one hit 
well, let me decide on if I want to spend the power for a sap or spend the power for spiritual strength. You spend it for spiritual strength. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's it right there. And I will say right. there is also another thing to think about with this. If you roll two hits, after this attack is resolved, if the target character is size two or less, throw it short. You don't get to choose. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. And sometimes that can be bad because here's what you do. You move up within range three of somebody. You're like, cool, I just need to build like one power to get this three threat. You know, or I need, I need two power to get this three threat possessed. They drop their stuff and boom, I get to have it now. And you throw this at them and then, oh, a spiritual strength. And now I throw them away. Now I can't possess them. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Oh, and they blocked yeah. it all. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they, oh, blocked, it yeah, all, they yeah. blocked it all. So cool. I just got them further away from me. And, and now I didn't even do anything to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, cool. Thank you, I yeah. guess for look, the throw. Look, I also want to, to say it's also really good in that if you have another target within range, the short range for this throw, like you, you know, say, say two people are on an objective. Well, now you just can throw them into each other. Sure. Yeah. I played and a game it is recently. Directional. Yeah. yeah. So you know. Exactly. It is omnidirectional. So I did. I did uh, kind of gloss over the fact that um, it is omnidirectional. So I guess you could keep them in range to do possession. So you know, right. scratch that. What I said earlier. Either way, I just uh, yeah. The fact that it's omnidirectional seems a little little wild. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it though. Yeah, I mean, like that's the one thing that I'm like, okay, at least it's omnidirectional, so I can keep them close, or even maybe throw them a bit closer to follow yeah. up with the staff of Legba, because that's the that's the thing. I always, no, I no. hated getting Voodoo within two most of the time. Oh, I know, yeah. me too. <laughs> For so, staff of Legba, look, you, you've got to call it by its name. It's not staff of Legba. Okay, what are we calling it? It's staff of Ligma. Ligma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, that's its true name, honestly, because because when you when you throw this attack, if you roll a couple wilds, it's like boom, ligma, boom, ligma. <laughs> and, and there's other words that you would put on the end of that, well, but you know you yeah, don't say yeah, that. It's you know, it's, yeah, it's quieted out, especially at a tournament. You can, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, of course not, of course not, yeah. So so yeah, spirit venom got spiritual strength. The throw being omnidirectional for whatever reason that didn't register in my head a second ago when I was talking about it, but either way. I do think that it's good that this is here. It's I like that they kept the idea of a throw for him. It's just one of those things where it's like I, you don't feel like you have as much control over it, which oh, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I'm I like having that agency. But I also like the I like the randomness factor too. I mean, I get it. The uh, um I will be the terrain throw hurts me more than anything else especially in convocation yeah. because he was the only affiliated person with a terrain throw and yep. i use my brother daniel relatively sparingly i just liked having voodoo be pretty beefy same i only yeah the uh um and so i usually had power to hit staff of ligma and um a throw right mm -hmm. yeah um so uh i yeah, the uh, um, so I I really hate that they took the terrain throw away from a superpower. Well, to took the terrain throw away at all. Yeah, it's just uh, it really hurts convocation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So nothing changed on staff of Ligma. 
And then you've got <laughs> Possession has been updated pretty well. And I like what they did with this change here. So yes. yeah. this character may spend any amount of power to use a superpower. Choose an enemy character within range three of this character with a threat value equal to or lower than the amount of power spent to use this superpower. Move the Brother Daniel token to that character. The enemy character drops all objective tokens it is holding. While that character has the Brother Daniel token, it cannot hold objective tokens. So mm -hmm. it's just for extract play now, which yeah. I think is fine. Sure. However, I would have rather have seen an agency situation where, okay, you can choose to like, so the brother Daniel token is a double, you know, you could make that a double-sided token where uh -huh. you can say, all right, I'm going to put it on the secure side, like make it a blue side and a red side. Make it a blue side. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And like, cool, this round, you're not going to count for secures next round, you know, like I have to pay again and then you can flip it to the red side or something. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. 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 That is the one thing. Uh, yes, I agree that, you know, obviously it needed to be changed. It was too strong. I was hoping they would just make it so you couldn't interact with secures so you could still contest them. So that yeah. would allow people to still contest non pay to flips, but also just when they were doing the pay to flips. Um, they could still count as a body for the uh, contest role, yeah. right? So they could still defend a pay to flip. Uh, but I understand why they went this far. This was the thing that really hurt when you had somebody with two hammers or two cubes and they were standing on a point and then you got possessed. You're talking about possibly a six point swing right there. Yeah. The, uh, you know, I mean, it, it could be, yeah, it can be massive. Yeah. And that's the thing. Th this change is fine. Like it, ultimately. Yeah. This is a fine change. I think that possession is still very good. Uh, I want also want to be clear about that mm, take yeah, as well. Yeah, it is. This is still yeah. great. And it still yeah. allows you to play Voodoo with one of the patterns that you played with him previously. Right. Well, and he's still the only character who can make another character drop all of their objectives, right? Uh, Well, no, because Miles can do the same thing with okay, his Miles spender the, and oh and i guess uh what's her face spider yeah, woman the, the other uh, spider woman okay yep. gotcha yeah and that and that's my thing with this is like so this is fine and i think that it, it's it's still still good and you still drop the objective tokens and all that stuff i actually would have rather seen it continue to affect secures and not extracts personally just, just because that one special thing right right just sure. and, and we can talk more about it towards the end here because I don't want to get too deep in the weeds of like, well, this is, you know, because this is the world we live in now, right? Like, <laughs> like nothing yeah. else is going to change. This is the world we're living in. So lamenting these changes oh, does yeah. us no good, ultimately. Sure. But yeah. I'm just saying, this is still really good. And I think that when you look at where Dr. Voodoo was typically splashed, which he was affiliated Avengers, so I'm not counting that as a splash, but he was splashed in web warriors fairly regularly yeah. i don't think you need to do that now necessarily right. like previously it was like okay cool well web warriors are not only going to make you drop all your stuff with miles and spider woman and they're going to be able to save people with gwen well now you're also going to have people that don't count for secures so right. it, it was it was pushed uh sure for, sure sure so all of that to say this 
this is an appropriate change, even though it might not be the exact change I wanted to see. This is appropriate. Right. Yes, I agree. I agree. Now, I'm going to skip skip one ahead, sure. and we're going to talk about Spirit of Brother Daniel, because this is relevant to why I think the other one's a little too much. Okay, so, right. Spirit of Brother Daniel, nothing changes here except for how you can recall Brother Daniel. So I'm not going to read this whole wall of text, but when this character is removed from the battlefield, remove his Brother Daniel token from the game. Let's see, that's not the part I want. Uh, whenever this character is dazed or another character is dazed or KO'd while it has Brother Daniel token, move the token to this character. The important line of text there, when this character is dazed. Mm -hmm. So if you throw your Brother Daniel token on someone and they get possessed and then you subsequently get dazed, Brother Daniel comes back. That is a fair change. That always needed to be a, be something that had been done. Mm -hmm. I I mean, just, that's my opinion. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that was the one thing that I was saying definitely had to change, right? Yes. The, uh, um, all the other changes could stay the same. They might, you know, again, limit. Um, right. <laughs> but the uh, this is the one that absolutely had to change, right? Yes. The, when he is dazed, there's no reason for him to continue the uh, affecting the game in a way that no other character really does. The, exactly. Uh, the, uh, like, yeah. Exactly. So, so I think this is good. However, there is a something that has been omitted from this, and that is yeah, he can no longer recall Brother Daniel during the power phase. Huge. 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 This is so big. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the one thing I didn't notice at first, the uh until I started playing him and then I started reading the text, and I was like Oh my God, they took that ability away and that really, really hurts. Really, really hurts. Right. And, and it especially hurts because of the change to recall spirit, in my opinion. Oh. All right. So why was it so important before we talk about recall spirit? Why was it so important to be able to bring brother Daniel back during the power phase? Yeah, because you could possess, you could, if you were activating last, especially Move up, possess, take that uh, that extract, keep that to, or uh, you didn't. It didn't matter if you had power or not, right? Because then power phase happens, you bring it back, and you have then flipped that point. Yeah, right. They can still interact with secures, but you have flipped that extract point, and you know the. Uh, uh, it was just great to have it for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. And really, it was about keeping Voodoo safe, right? It's like, right. okay, cool. Now I'm able to keep Voodoo a little bit safer. And again, I don't know about your experience with Voodoo. My experience is I don't roll defense dice with Voodoo. Regardless of whether he no. has Brother Daniel or not, Voodoo does not block anything for me, ever. Right, yeah. It's ridiculous. So anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking when I say that Like, I could never get Voodoo to block anything. Anyways. I digress. So keeping Voodoo safe a little bit, and more so for me than from attacks, is from throws and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because being able to add the two dice on dodge rolls is really important, and recall spirit never related to dodge rolls. It was always ever, if you get targeted by an attack, by you an can attack. do the thing. Right. Okay? Sure. So bringing that back during the power phase was nice. It really had a, a big point swing situation as well, which maybe that's why they changed it is because the point swing was pretty strong. 
and and then also like, there was no risk, I guess, for a lot of people. Right, and that, and you're right, right? Because he moves in, he possesses, he grabs the extract, and then just a second later, he pulls it back. I did it tons of times. Oh yeah, tons of times, right? Because that was it was a good play. It was smart. Yeah, right. because he's only sitting at two. He's sitting at two two four at a time where it doesn't matter, right? right? The uh, um, because he's not going to get attacked. Yeah, right. so you're you're fine with it because next time he does get attacked, he you'll pull it, you'll pull it back. But you know, in the power phase, and he'll be back to a four four six and he'll still have enough power to do whatever he wants exactly so i've been dancing around this for a second recall spirit also got it changed it went up in power cost from two to three so it now mm-hmm. costs you three power to recall spirit i hate it i hate it so much <laughs> and again in conjunction with having now you have to do it right, right. the uh, yeah. so it's like, okay, I'm going to pay three to possess a three threat, but then I'm going to have to pay three to pull it back, and I can't pull it back unless I'm targeted by an attack. And that's it right there. So That's it right there. You have zero way to ever get Brother Daniel back on your card mm-hmm. other than by being attacked oh, and, right. and, and being dazed, right? So it's like being put into a negative situation of being dazed or having an attack thrown into you. So there's a world that exists where your opponent says, okay, cool, you possess Taskmaster. Great. Well, I'm just not going to attack Dr. Voodoo anymore. I'm just going to throw stuff at him. Yeah. Because why would I even bother to attack him? Because as soon as I daze him or or I'm going to throw something at him and then maybe do one attack or maybe do one attack while he doesn't have recall spirit available, right? Mm -hmm. And then throw stuff at him. Right, because he can't he can't bring it back when stuff's thrown at him. So rolling right. two physical defense against even a size three throw or size two throw, that's pretty significant. Yeah, yeah, and um, that means that when you are going into that possession, you really are not wanting to possess a three threat character unless you have at least five power because you know you'll gain one more in the power phase and you'll be able to recall it next round, right? Right. The, uh, but that means. Which, I mean, I, I've done it the uh, handful of times, you know, possessing a six or seven or eight threat model because, man, they're, you know, holding extracts and securing things. And the one thing I can do is hopefully stop them from playing the VP game. You're just, you're really never going to do that again, right? Yeah, you know, Because no. you'd need 10 power to possess Malekith right. uh, safely. Right. right. And and that's the thing with, with all of this is like, we talked about it earlier how his power generation has always been good. I, I would never mm. say it was so fantastical, you know, Mick Awesome Town, but it was good, right? His power generation right. was good. His power generation right. still is good, but you are definitely going to have to make a lot tougher choices with him mm. now, I think, in and where this all hurts the most, in my opinion, is with his play and convocation specifically. Mm-hmm. I think all of these yeah. changes, Avengers Certainly could care less. Avengers right. could care less, right? Midnight Suns could care less. Uh, Midnight Suns a little more, but they still, I don't think they really care as much because. As much, right. Right. But convocation needed Voodoo to do what he did. 
Oh, agree. A hundred percent agree. And, and yeah, that is um, because what typically would happen is you, like I said earlier, you would have three turns if you're playing a strategy of getting books back to to make your mark. You have three turns mm-hmm. to gain an advantage, and if you don't gain that advantage in those three turns, you're screwed. And yeah. Voodoo was a key cog in gaining that advantage. Now, yeah. you have to be a lot more choosy with how you deploy him on the tabletop than previously, which is good. I, I've talked about this many times on this podcast, Dojo. You know making players have choice is a good thing and not being right. able to do everything is a good thing. Right. It's just with voodoo and for convocation, it just hurts me just that little bit, you know, here we go again. <laughs> what did you do to my boy? You know, look at the mask of my boy. Right. Uh, you know, and as far as the power gen thing, I agree, especially in convocation, because he was usually one p- paying for ironbound books or paying for playing a poldock for me because he yeah. did have power, right? The uh, because the rest of them gained power average or below average, except for Strange, right? Because he's yeah. gaining three around. Yeah. The uh, um, but he was usually the one because, and that meant that he didn't always have power to do everything right he only had power to do one staff of legba or a spiritual strength or his possession a lot of the time unless you came after him and started hitting him and then yeah well that's just the way the game works you hit him more he's able to do more the uh um so yeah i think you're right especially in complication it really hurts him yeah i don't think avengers really cares because it gave them even more extract play the uh yeah yeah it's it was really unfortunate to the point I, i don't think he loses a spot in my convocation roster he or definitely anything. doesn't um but he is not somebody who is going to be taken as i am more likely to play ancient one now i'll say that yeah that's fair yeah yeah um yeah. uh you know the uh, now he like i said he'll still have a spot but the uh, the four threat slot might go to ancient one more often now yeah, it's zombie crisis. I'm gonna need some play time with him more. I've gotten one game in with him already, and it was in Avengers. And being able to spend a power to guarantee a spiritual strength was really nice, especially when I roll yeah. a skull sitting. Like if I roll my dice and I've got a skull sitting there, okay, great. This is not even a question, right? You yeah. know, you do it. But it's one of those things where it's kind of it's just interesting, and I think actually more so than the objective play aspect of what Dr. Voodoo is or was, he he now is much more offensive. And yes. you're like, okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to worry about possessing you as much now. And I'm going to worry about just playing the brawl game. And then, like we talked about with spiritual strength, throwing people closer for a staff of Legba is, mm-hmm. is great. And... I want to also highlight something that's an unusual interaction here with a throw. So if you throw a character that is, let's say they're right at that edge of range three and they're on a 50 millimeter base. If you throw them at Dr. Voodoo, he won't take damage from that because you ignore the character doing the throw. Right. And even if you would have range to go farther than his base, you have to put them in a, in the last legal position they could travel. Right. Right. So that would be like, let's say they would overlap with Dr. Voodoo. Well, there's no overlapping in this game. So it would be right up next to Dr. Voodoo. So right. thinking about those kind of plays and then turning that into a staff of Ligma can be 
very potent. In the game I played, actually, I I took down a character with a staff of Ligma, and and it was you know it was really powerful. Like Voodoo, Voodoo was kind of on one side of the table, um, holding down against Taskmaster and Bullseye, and so you know it's one of those things where things can work when they work, and I don't think I don't think we're in an enchantress situation where. Mm-hmm we're no longer going to see the table because I think voodoo is still fine. And I, our friend uh, Matthew shadow Marvel from the gamers guild podcast made a good point. He said, if the previous version never existed, what would we think of this version? And I've said a yep. lot of things up to this point, but when I look at this version of voodoo, this character's fine. He, he is no longer so far above the curve, which Again, for me, I I don't look at it in that way necessarily. He was the best hard threat in the right? game. Okay, yeah. he was. I can say it, and it hurts my soul to say it to finally admit it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that said, I think the changes they made make sense, with the exception of just a couple. Like that, I just I think that it, it could have had a little nuance, a little more nuance to it. But what they've done makes this character fine, and. He's perfectly playable in all of his affiliations still with convocation, sure. I think being his weakest. Yeah, I would agree. The, uh, um, then again, you know, the, uh, maybe it just encourages people to flip that card over to the moons of Magador or whatever it is. The, yeah. Uh, and, and just, and just go, you know, a little bit more offensive with the team. Like you said, the, uh, I think that voodoo definitely is a more offensive piece right now, which is yes. not how I use them. I used to grab stuff and just try to hold on to it or, you know, control points and control VPs and just try to keep him beefy. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think he's he's still a good four threat. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's still a good four threat. He's got a seven dice sweet spot builder or a, a spender for three yep. power, right? Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, which which does double damage. Well, yeah, basically double damage on wilds. Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's he's still a good four threat. But I think that you hit the nail on the head with the you're gonna have to change how he's played now. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna have to play him uh, a bit more offensively. Yep. Yep. And that, and that's just it, man. All these changes so far, I think have been very well thought out in the overall and, and I'm not a designer, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's supposed to, supposed to go on with this stuff, but I know that as long as a character feels playable and feels usable on the tabletop, once they've made whatever changes they're going to make, that's what matters. And I think that that's what we have here with Dr. Voodoo. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with that, let's bring this podcast to a screeching halt because, spoiler alert, Suits, you're going to get three episodes this week. Ooh. So, yeah, saddle up, uh, I just got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, with that, uh, Tojo, where can people find you? Uh, at the best place on the internet, the House Party Protocol Discord or pretty much any other Discord related to Marvel Crisis Protocol. Other than that, um, uh, you know, you come through Georgia, you want to play some MCP, let me know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, definitely do that whenever you're traveling. One of these days, I'm hoping to get uh, out there with some MCP stuff. Just a little bit of a long drive, but it is what it is. 
Yeah, yeah. They, uh, uh, you know, I only made the drive up there for NashCon, so I can understand. <laughs> right, right, right. We got yeah. a beach, though, Will. I, look, don't get me started. I want I want some beach because, <laughs> believe me, being landlocked in Memphis, and, and, and look, there's no beach on the Mississippi River that you want to go on. I'm just, no. you know, just saying. <laughs> so, uh, Suits, make sure to check out the Facebook page, you know, like us, follow us. I, I try not to overload people's feeds too often. Now, you know, I'll put, I'll post in bursts, if you will, uh, about different things. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're liking and following us over there. Uh, it's where we, we share a lot of news and stuff like that. Also, uh, make sure to check out, like I said earlier, patreon.com slash house party protocol for as little as a dollar a month. You can come and chit chat with all of the, the best people on the internet. I, I love it so much. And, Again, I want to say thank you to the suits over there. I really, it means the world to me that that you guys support me in that way. Dojo, you, and then everyone over there. It just, it really humbles me that that exists. And it's such a healthy community because that's what I really love about gaming is the community. And when... I've been able to foster that community and we've got great people in there that, that live that good community life stuff. It's just, I've said community too many times, but it's just, it's something that means the world to me. So I appreciate it. And, um, Hey man, we appreciate you for creating the community. Ah, thanks man. And, uh, to the suits out there that just give us their time. Also, it's unbelievable. I've been doing this podcast for four years, Dojo. Like, Wow. Like it's and and I've missed just a handful of shows in that time due to Christmas or or whatever is going on in life, and mm. you know I don't see any signs of slowing down, and that's because of the people that give me their time, and with that I want to say if you have any feedback for me, send me emails housepartyprotocolpod at gmail com. Send me messages on Facebook. Tell me what I can be doing better. Tell me if there's something you would, you want me to do more of, less of. I know I do a lot of character reviews, and I know every time I do like a roster building episode, it it does really well. I will get back to doing those once we get through all of this stuff because <laughs> I like doing that too. You know, so it's 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 just one of those things, but. Let me know what I can be doing better. I've got a feedback channel on the Discord, so if you're in there, you can send send that and feedback there. And um, we'll be getting some show questions in here, hopefully not before too long, just trying to power through all these changes. And y'all know me, I am long-winded, like I'm doing right now. So uh, also check out battlekiwi.com. And make sure you're on the U.S. pricing. If you're on the New Zealand pricing, it might seem a little steep. But the U.S. pricing, their battle boxes are awesome. Whether you play Marvel Crisis Protocol or not, whether you already have a solution for Marvel, if you play Shatterpoint, if you play Infinity, all kinds of stuff over there. Terrain, use code PARTYKIWI, and you can get 10% off your first order with them. I'm serious. It's wonderful. I love my battle box. I've got the Shatterpoint one. I've got an Infinity one, and I've got the MCP one. So, So definitely... Love all of them over there, and shout out to them for being so awesome. And uh, yeah, make sure to check that out. And don't forget the giveaway, and I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Party on, Dojo. Thank you for telling me about the... um 
New Zealand dollar thing. Ah, this is the first time I'm hearing about that. Yeah. <laughs> Party on, Will. <laughs> and power down suits. <laughs> <laughs>